What is up? And welcome to a new little special edition installment of the Cyclone Fanatic podcast today. Chris Williams here, and I am joined by the one and only Brent Bloom. Bloomer, uh, weekend without a football game. Actually, there's a lot of football games being canceled. But weekend without a football game, and uh, let's relax, kick our feet up, championship game coming up next week. It is kind of nice that there is this interim period, just soak it in like, hey, guess what? Well, I'm really glad Iowa State took care of business last week, right. too, considering how everything the played Kansas, out. Texas thing and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. But it's, it's like we got, we still got a whole week to soak in that Iowa State's 8-1, 7th in the country and playing for a Big 12 championship. So earlier in the week, uh, I sat down with Jamie Pollard, and um, I'm assuming most of you listen to that. The numbers have been great. Uh, we, we did a lot of the back-behind-the-curtains type stuff on what went into this season. And through our partnership uh, with the Iowa State University Foundation, they're an, a sponsor of Cyclone Fanatic. They advertise with us. Um, they have set up a interview today with Frank Nogle. Bloom, his title is? He's the Senior Associate Athletic Director for External Relations. Good job. I would have never been able to rattle that off. Frank, um, I you know, I make the argument, I, I could make the argument just with my knowledge of how all this works, is one of the most important people in the Iowa State Athletics Department. But he's also a man who a lot of our listeners has probably never heard of. One of the things that you and I have decided we want to do on this podcast is introduce Iowa State fans to people behind the scenes who make things go. Frank Nogle is one of those guys. No question. In, in full disclosure, I'm also employed by the yes. Iowa State Foundation. Now, Frank's not employed by the Iowa State Foundation, but does work closely through the foundation, through the Cyclone Club, and, and other, other avenues. But, um, you know, Iowa State Athletics needs someone like Frank and Frank's team with the ticket office, the development team, the Cyclone Club. He's in charge of all of the revenue generation that you may not have heard of, but is vitally important because without that, Iowa State cannot compete in the Big 12. It, you know, this is a business, and Iowa State needs revenue in order to keep people like Matt Campbell and mm-hmm. his assistants and everything and the facilities, everything else. And so Frank has been with Iowa State a long, long time, has seen the growth himself, is largely responsible for some of the growth. He won't tell you that. But uh, he is super important. But also, I think the great thing as we talk to Frank here is there are ways that you can help. Everybody, any Cyclone fan can help. You don't have to be this this titan and this this huge resource to help Iowa State. Every little bit helps, and and uh, Frank will explain why. Good stuff. Um, yeah, let's let's just get to it. Let's talk to Frank Nogle. I think fans will really enjoy this. This is a good little change of pace podcast. A peek behind the curtain. Yeah, for the for the bye weekend leading up to next week's champ next week's championship game, which we will be on the road for. Uh, real quick, I, I would like to promote coming up on Monday night. You will be um, you'll be able to watch a streaming. We're going to do a live broadcast where Brett Meyer, Todd Blythe, Bloom, and me. Coming up at uh, 8 o'clock on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere. And um, we're going to do a championship week kickoff show where we where we start to preview the big game. Completely interactive. You guys can join us. We look forward to that coming up on Monday. And then we're going to have some special edition, just preview podcast. We're going to have this whole thing covered. And one last shout out to uh, Christmas Shopping. If you are wanting to be a part of, uh, or if you're wanting to use the Cyclone Fanatics store, our merch store for Christmas shopping. You need to get that done this weekend. 
uh, I think like middle of the next of next week. I, I asked Mike. I just wanted to give our if you want to get that stuff by Christmas, yeah, that's get that delivery yeah, done. Get that done if you're a last minute shopper. All right. Without any further ado, well, here Brent, is uh, our interview. Long overdue. With Frank we Noble. had this guy on the podcast. He, we, we, you and me spoke a couple months ago about wanting to get people on here for Iowa State fans to get to know uh, who maybe they don't necessarily see all the time but are very important to everything that's going on in, inside of the athletic department. And this is a guy who – very popular guy. I've never heard anybody say a bad thing about Frank, Frank Nogle. Have you? You can yeah, just be honest with you. No, it, it, but, and people <laughs> – if you meet Frank, you remember Frank, which is a credit to Frank. Yeah, Frank, welcome to the podcast. How are you, my friend? Well, I'm great after that introduction. I don't even know if I should say anything. <laughs> to say thank you would be done. So that's awesome. It's well, like, yeah. thanks, guys, for having me. I appreciate it. Are you a Seinfeld fan? Uh, I had I watched it back in the day. Yeah, okay. there's the episode where George is um, he's practicing good showmanship, and he wants to always leave conversations on a high note. So if you're doing that, you, all right, see ya. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> nice, nice that. meeting you. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> well, Frank, before we get into what you do and, and your role at Iowa State and all that good stuff, um, you've been. How long have you been working at Iowa State? And I, I'm I'm enjoying talking to you, old timers. No offense about uh, just this football season and what it's been like. Well, if I known you were going to put it in those terms, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I have been around a while. Twenty two. It's my twenty second year uh, wow. working at Iowa State. So this this football season has to be extra special for you because you've been around for all sorts of different iterations for Iowa State athletics and Iowa State football. You know, it's funny you say that because when I started the first year, um, I started late in the fall of 99. So then the following cycle, we went to the elite eight in men's basketball, yep. the sweet 16 in women's basketball, we're national runner up in wrestling. And then we went to the insight bowl the following fall. And I'm like, wow, this is easy. <laughs> this is fun stuff. And had some good runs there in the early 2000s, obviously with uh, basketball men's and women's. And we still are obviously, uh, Wrestling was strong at that point, and I'm, I'm confident Kevin Dressel will get it back. And then that was when Mac really got it going in football. And I know you had Mac on the show earlier this year. He's, yeah. a, he's a great interview, as you guys know. But it was fun working with him and just seeing him transform Iowa State football. And, you know, he took us to five bowls in that seven-year span. So that, that was really fun. Yeah, he uh, – no, no pressure. You don't have to live up to Mac. On the interview. Not trying to, <laughs> I wouldn't get an, and you don't get a word in edgewise. So speaking yeah. of Coach Mac, you know what? He called me last week, and he's going to be in Dallas. He said he wouldn't awesome. miss it for the world. Wow. So Very he wanted cool. to get tickets for him and his family, and he said this is a historic occasion for Cyclone fans, and I want to be there. So that tells you what kind of person he is. Yeah, and, what a guy. And that he you really do cut him open, and I'm sure he, he bleeds some other colors, but there's some cardinal and gold in there too. I, I firmly believe this, Frank, without – Dan McCarney, Iowa State's not in this position right now. I mean, this is a relay race, and um, he was the first leg. Great way to put it, Brent. So, with that said, so you're the your official title, Frank, is the I think it's the Senior Associate Athletic Director for External Relations. Which those of us that's a really are, fancy title. Is, those of us who are in the you know that development athletic director realm probably understand what it is, but most don't. So in a nutshell, what, does, what, did, what are Frank Nogle's responsibilities at Iowa State? 
Yeah, the external team is, is really made up of our revenue generation area. So I oversee our, our, our fundraising staff, whether it be the Cyclone Club uh, that does our annual fundraising and premium seating. I work with our major gifts team through the Iowa State Foundation. Uh, I oversee our ticket staff uh, that, that obviously sells all the tickets for all of our sports programs. And then I work with our special events staff, all the engagement and outreach events we do. And then I'm the department liaison with Cyclone Sports Property, the guys that uh, sell the sponsorships and the, and the corporate advertising and the video boards, radio, TV, all that good stuff. So, you know, in a nutshell, it's external revenue generation. Well, um, your your world, I feel like, has probably been... I don't know, turned upside down a lot. I mean, a lot of people's has been, but this, this COVID deal, it's, um, uh, it's just so complicated when you're trying to, because fans tend to just see, you know, what's going on on the field. Right. Right. I mean, even if there's only 15,000 people, I mean, you, you generally, Oh, the Cyclones won today or the Cyclones lost today or the Cyclones are going to this bowl game. But, um, you know, I was talking, um, I did a, I interviewed Jamie earlier this week, Frank, and even with the, um, you know, success, uh, the whole, uh, financially in the athletic department after this year, uh, is still going to be massive. And Iowa state's doing better than, than many, right? Like, uh, I think Jamie's leadership has been really strong in that capacity, but how, how have, for what you do, how the last nine, 10 months, changed everything you know that's a great question it's been very challenging uh it's been unique and it's been like no other experience obviously a lot of businesses are going through that so Mm -hmm. uh, you know i'm not saying anything that that most of us haven't lived or that we're living through right now but it's been a challenge but you know we have a great team Uh, i'm just one part of that team it's a very veteran team Uh, we've been working together uh, for a long time the folks in the development office the ticket office our events team the marketing staff so you know knowing our roles and knowing that uh, we need to get things done in a different way and take a different approach to things. We were able to do that pretty quickly. Um, We were able to mobilize and maybe rethink things. We traditionally had done things one way and now we have to look at doing them a different way. And I think what we tried to do, what Jamie asked us to do is, you know, don't try to solve every issue today. Look at the long term. you know, don't skate to, where the puck is today, skate to where the puck's going to be. He's constantly told us uh, all spring and summer. And I think having a veteran team uh, that uh, took creative approaches to things and looked at things a different way was able to, you know, help us get through it. Now, with that said, we'd make one or two decisions. And then a week later, we'd have to go back and rethink that because something changed that was out of our control externally. You know, this pandemic's the the thing that's been winning, as you guys know, most of the, most of the time. And so you kind of have to follow um, Mm -hmm. what you're given and you can make the best decisions that you think are going to, you know, help the department generate revenue and also take care of your fans. And then two weeks later, it's pulled out from under you and you're doing something totally different. That, and that has to be the one yeah. thing I've learned being around college athletics for 15 years or whatever it is, is you guys often are working <laughs> five, 10 years in advance, right? I mean, not all the time, but it, it, it is a, it, it's a, it's an industry that uh, I mean, we see games scheduled that far yeah. out, right? Like how, how difficult has that been, Frank, just to be able, you kind of just had to, instead of thinking long-term, like you have to, you've just really had to adapt in that aspect, right? Uh, that's a, that's a great point, Chris. I mean, it's been, 
you know, it's been very strategic, I guess, in the short term of what can we do differently to survive, you know, and we've learned a lot of new things and have a lot of new tools now in our toolbox, you know, doing virtual meetings, doing these Zoom calls, you know, doing town hall meetings with with a group of uh, some of our top supporters and donors and benefactors with Jamie, uh, whether we do a virtual tailgate tour, those are all things in the short term mm-hmm. that we adapted to and, and, and were able to mobilize pretty quickly. But the, but what you talked about, the long-term view is I'm usually sitting there and some of the members of my team, we're sitting there, we're planning two, three, four years out on, you know, how are we going to sell tickets in the future? How are we going to deliver content in the future? How are we going to generate revenue in the future? I can't tell you the last time I've had one of those conversations because yeah, it's I like we're it. living in the moment going, right. how are we going to get tickets to people tomorrow night for the game? Because it got canceled three days earlier. Yeah. So, uh, you know, people want what they want. People want what they want when they want it, but they don't <laughs> realize all the things behind the scenes that we have to do to actually get to that point. Great point. What part of the conversation that Jamie and I had earlier this week was just about uh, specifically the football uh, department and recruiting, right? Because, I mean, you're, instead of having to be on Cyclone One Jet all over the country here for the next couple of weeks, I mean, they've really adapted well uh, with signing day coming up next week. The expectation is to sign a great class and all this stuff. What is your team – gained from this that might be because that could be beneficial in the future right iowa state's always been a geographical outlier in the conference Mm -hmm. this is kind of an equalizer matt campbell can just pull up zoom and talk to a kid in texas right after his game right that wasn't a thing five years ago is is there some stuff like that that in your department that you guys have learned that will benefit us going forward well you know just I'll, I'll use an example and it may not be for the masses, but with, with major gift fundraising and Britt can relate to this yep. because obviously that's what he does with, with his full-time job. But we've spent 90% of our time in the past being face to face with people and one-on-one and driving or flying all over the country to meet with, with potential supporters. We haven't been able to do that since March. We've been shut down. So we've been doing zoom calls and yep. you know, we thought at first zoom calls were just to reach out and see how people are doing and checking in on them and make sure they're doing okay. And taking their temperature and making sure they're happy. And can we answer any questions? And all of a sudden in the last, you know, three to four months, we've closed several gifts and very substantial size gifts through zoom calls, which six months ago, I just said, you're <laughs> yeah. crazy unless you're meeting with totally. that person one-on-one. So you know, as we move forward, we'll probably be more efficient in how we travel and do things as well, too. And then just from a technology standpoint, you know, the different little things like we were scared to death. Will we ever be able to deliver tickets digitally to people and will they get it and want to do it, especially the older demographic? But we've had to adapt. And with these short turnaround times, we can't print tickets. We can't mail out tickets. We don't know what games are going to be happening. And so this whole digital world is kind of you know, we may have got to that in three to five years, but it's forced us to get to it like in three to five months and it's working and we're figuring it out as we go. So a lot of new things that we probably haven't even thought about yet will happen in the next two to three years that were a result of, of the, of the crisis we're in right now, so to speak, or the pandemic. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. And, and Frank, you know, I got to give you credit uh, along with Jamie, of course, but the facilities that I would have and how much it's changed in your 20 plus years, but, but yet Iowa State is still, based on what Iowa State is, it's always going to be at a disadvantage in comparison to, let's say, Texas and Oklahoma and some of those titans of the Big 12. But yet here we are, Iowa State is 8-1, and one, you know, finishes the regular season atop the Big 12. How has Iowa State been able to compete, 
not only in football, but then in basketball as well, in the Olympic sports. And uh, a credit to you guys. But w- what have you seen as, you know, what puts Iowa State at that at that uh, competitive advantage when, when facing those titans of the Big 12? Yeah, two, two things I'll say. And one, I want to step back because you talked about what I was going to hit on is, you know, while it had been a very challenging year for us and we had to figure out how to do things differently, it's been equally as exciting mm-hmm. too because you just hit on a great point. Our football team is eight and one in the conference. Think about that. We've been playing football for 128 years. And this is the day that some of our fans have been waiting a lifetime for, you know, the people we touch on a daily basis, whether it be cyclone club members, season ticket holders, major gift donors, sponsors, alumni fans, you name it. So while it's been challenging, it's probably been one of the most rewarding falls we've had from a competitive standpoint. So that's been pretty neat to see. But then to get to your question is, you know, I know a lot of organizations toss this out a lot, but we have really good people here and we have a good culture. And so because of that, we've always tried to do more with less. And, and, you know, that's another cliche that gets tossed around, but we're not going to be building the Taj Mahal of facilities and, and going way overboard. What we've tried to do though, is identify what are our needs to be competitive? Is it practice facilities? Is it competition facilities? Is it support facilities and try to prioritize those things. And then, you know, build within our means and not spend outside our means and leverage the department to the hilt. And so we've been very fortunate that over the last 15 years, we've, we've invested about 250 plus million dollars in facilities that have touched about every sports program uh, in our department. And we haven't been really frivolous and we'll all say over the top because you can, you can go around the country and you can see some over the top facilities that may have granite countertops and marble and, <laughs> you know, putt, putt golf courses and yeah. barbershops and, uh, and shops and all these things. Now stay we haven't, we've been more practical. And I think that says a lot about who we are at Iowa state and our values and our core mission. But at the same time, we've tried to be pr- be competitive and give our coaches the the tools they need. And so, and all of that's been done. You know, I think a lot of people think the state funds us in a lot of ways. We get no state support. So all that's been done a hundred percent through private fundraising, through, through revenue generation, through donations, through ticket sales, through uh, all the revenue that we generate on an annual basis is, is, is all privately done. Before before I move on to that, I just wanted to give a shout. My favorite Iowa State facility because I drive by it every time I go. I always drive up through Huxley. Mm-hmm. The, the, the golf the golf center. Yeah. The golf on the left side of the road when you're that is awesome. Like the and you know the locate everything about that is just so a sweet. Cool story too. You know it was it is a cool story and it was it's funny because it is, it's a really neat facility. It's kind of a hidden gym and to be honest with you, we were one of the first schools, especially the northern schools, to do one of those. And we've had several schools. In fact, Bob Bowlesby, uh, when he was in town, when he first started as commissioner, he goes, can you take me out to your golf facility? I want to see that. He saw that. And, you know, he had been the AD out of Stanford, which has got one of the top mm-hmm. Olympic sports programs in the country. He goes, I haven't seen anything like that anywhere. He goes, that's wow. just a really neat functional facility. And now all of a sudden, just like the basketball practice facilities have popped up all over the country and uh, football performance centers have popped up. All these schools, especially in the north, are building these these golf performance mm. centers or golf practice facilities. So yeah, it's that, a cool facility, and, it, and we got a grain bin. So ours is probably yeah. <laughs> the most unique of anybody's. Um, the actual grain bin is a souped-up grain yeah, bin yeah. that they fabricated for us, and it's an indoor putting green. That's what's so cool about it because it just stands out from the road. And I, I but I bet a lot of fans 
listening to this probably have never seen it because of where it's located. So yeah, you kind of got to look for yeah, it. Yeah, like if you guys are ever in Ames and you're just driving around on board, go check it out. It's it's really sweet. Frank, yeah, you might think it's just a local farm mug. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. A farmstead right there as you're driving by. So uh, let's talk about challenges that, that lie ahead because I, I do think this is a very real. So next year, I mean, I would guess there's going to be a season ticket record for Iowa State football. I mean, I, I would guess. Assuming uh, the fan situation yeah, is yeah, back I mean, to normal, I'm just, of course. Which I believe it probably will be with the vaccine, and but we'll see. So can you walk us through, though, because there's still challenges because a lot of those tickets, right, were paid for this year. And then rolled over. And rolled over. So I guess what I'm trying to do is just learn more about the financial complexities. Like, it's, this isn't just a, oh... 2020 is over and now we just, back to normal back to no, like yeah. this is going to and then like with scholarships like the expenses from 2020 are going to carry on for years right can you help us step me through that there sure maybe maybe i'll frame it this way um ticket sales in the cyclone club are probably two of the biggest lifelines or lifebloods whatever you want to call them of our department's budget um, our budget's 90 million dollars on an annual basis when we self-generate that about 45 percent of that 50 percent of that comes from the big conference from the big 12 conference tv revenue bowl revenue shared revenue so that's say 40 million dollars that other 45 45, $50 million is all self-generated through four ways. Sponsorship sales, ticket sales, Cyclone Club annual giving, and premium seating. And and the last two, the Cyclone Club uh, annual giving and premium seating and ticket sales account for probably $30 million of that 40, of that additional 40, or that other 40 million. So those are two big revenue streams for us. So you take that and you go, okay, each year you have to raise or generate 30 million between ticket sales, premium seating sales, and uh, donations for annual gifts. The people that give their annual gift to the Cyclone Club to sit in the seats they sit in to park where they do to get access to Johnny's for basketball, you know, to have the benefit to buy post-game, post-season tickets for Big 12 basketball, football, NCAA, all those things are generated through the donations they give to the Cyclone Club. So, we have all those expenses this year for our department, operating expenses, facility expenses, coaching salaries, um, travel expenses. And then we have our student athlete expenses that don't go away. Scholarships that we pay for. I don't think most people realize we pay for all 450 scholarships yep. and write a check to the university every year. Yep. The travel expense. Oh, the that's not just health. like, that's not just printed on a piece of paper. <laughs> like, Some days I wish it was, yeah. especially this year, but no, it's, it's an actual transaction. You know, we do the math yeah. on that and that, that can come out around 10 to $11 million a year for scholarship costs. So when, uh, so when you look at all those things that we're doing and then providing all the support services worth it, whether it be academics, training, mental health, nutrition to our student athletes, we still have all those costs. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the people that made their gift in 2020 bought their season tickets in 2020 and maybe did not feel like they got the benefit. They decided to opt out and not come to a game. Uh, weren't comfortable, decided, ah, I don't want to do it this year. And, and we get it. It's been a tough year for everybody, too, from a financial standpoint, too, with the way, the way things started early with the pandemic. So we understand everybody's situation is different. But 
And in our case, we still have all those expenses. And so we need the folks that gave their gift last year to say, we gave you your gift in 2020. We bought our tickets and we either came to games, we donated the funds back, or we deferred them for next year. But then again, come, you know, after the first of the year, this cycle starts over again. And in February, we'll send out renewals for the Cyclone Club for 2021, and we'll send out ticket renewals. We need those folks, the, the Cyclone Club members, to make their gift again in 2020, even though they feel like, well, I didn't get all my benefits in 2000, and, or excuse me, 2021, yep. even though I didn't get all my benefits in 2020. The ticket piece is going to be a little trickier because some of those people deferred their tickets to next year and said, Hey, I'm opting out, put my money towards next year. So we're going to have to reconcile all of that. So to sit here and tell you that I know exactly what that number is going to be, I'd be lying, but I do know that probably with all of our projections between lost revenue and ticket sales for football, basketball, other sports and revenue, we're probably looking upwards of $30,000 of lost revenue this year. And that also includes things from, you know, sponsorships that didn't get implemented to TV units that didn't get paid out because we didn't have a full slate of games. So it's mm-hmm. just, it's an array, it's ongoing, it's evolving. And, and as you said, Chris, we won't know the full fallout of this probably for a couple of years down the line. The one thing I do know is we can't just keep moving everything forward. We need people in the moment to continue to do what they are doing and that's joining the cyclone club, making their annual gift and buying tickets because we have those real expenses every year. So, you know, a lot of people ask Jamie, they ask me, they ask our development staff, Hey, what can we do to help? The biggest thing you can do is continue to make your cyclone club donation, buy your season tickets. And if you're in a position to help, give an extra donation. We have a cyclone club COVID fund that's available for somebody that says, Hey, I gave my cyclone club gift and I'm going to do it again. But I also have X amount of dollars that I'd like to also help the department with. We have opportunities for folks to do that. And that's the biggest thing people can do right now is just stay on board and doing what you're doing. Well said, Frank. I think you said 30,000 deficits, 30 million, right? But I say 30,000, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we wish. Well, I was off a few zeros. Thanks <laughs> yeah. for correcting you know, me. I wasn't just, a math major. <laughs> Neither was I. But uh, I think it's but it's critical, right? That It is. You, you know, we, Iowa State is in a point now with a football program that we all dreamed of having. I mean, you're, you're seventh in the country. You're eight and one. You have a chance to win a Big 12 championship. And uh, for Iowa State to stay competitive, doesn't it help – I mean, this is where the Cyclone Club and the season tickets come in because Iowa State is never going to have, you know, what we hope we have at some point a T Boone Pickens that can come in and just rescue. And, if and I ever be, like hit the lottery big, will you be I'll, the I'll be the T Boone okay, Pickens. We'll, we'll yeah. remember that, well, Frank. Well, that's a great point, and you got to remember though the, the the people that are the T Boone Pickens, and believe me, we have several very very generous donors that help us. But those those types of gifts are usually earmarked for facilities and restricted type gifts that build facilities. They put their name on buildings or for renovation. Cyclone Club and ticket revenue is all operating. That helps our operating annual budget. So we need those folks to continue to do that. And that's where the six, seven, 8,000 people that do that on an annual basis, you know, do it for the greater cause. Cause what you said, Brent is exactly right. You like winning in football. You like what we've done in basketball over the years and volleyball and track and golf, you name it, all the sports, you know, you like what Matt Campbell's done. We want to retain Matt Campbell and keep him at Iowa state for a long time. That's the biggest thing that we, we hear is don't let Matt Campbell get away. Well, those things don't just happen. You have to be strategic and you have to be able to, to make strategic decisions. And 
a lot of those decisions fall back on what kind of revenue or money do you have that can help you make those decisions. Well, uh, Frank, this has been very enlightening. And uh, we re- you got anything else for Frank no, I, before so we let I've, him go? I'm going to put my uh, my major gift hat on. Okay. Uh, and Let's, and this, re- remind this above my no, pay grade. Is, I can promise but, uh, you that because this this is. <laughs> <laughs> they all let you two go no, here because I'm a blogger. There are other ways. So, I mean, people understand, you know, Cyclone Club, you get the points, you get the the benefits, you, the parking, the upgraded tickets. But there are ways, Frank, to impact the athletic department beyond just, you know, that, that ticket part or that parking part. Or even, you know, you talked about the high dollar for the facilities. And yeah. people think, I don't have, you know, right. seven figure. I can't make a seven-figure gift. However... Can I help in other ways? And you mentioned the scholarship piece, and I don't think people realize that you can, in fact, help name a scholarship in the athletic department or even another part that that a lot of people can help out with is the plan gifts or the deferred gifts that you include Iowa State in estate plans. And that really benefits the athletic department and also uh, the foundation as well. And there's other areas where you think, hey, I'm not I'm not a big, you know, T. Boone Pickens type donor, but you can still impact in other ways. Yeah, no question. That's that's a great question. That's a great uh, uh, overview of that, Brent. But you're right. People can endow scholarships. People don't realize, as I said earlier, that we pay for all 450 scholarships annually. So by endowing those, it helps us long term. You know, if you're in the if you're in the position, you can leave Iowa State in your will through an estate gift and remember Iowa State and, and designate that gift for a specific unit, department, sports program, scholarship. You know, and if you're able make a major gift to a facility project. And I'll, and I'll go back to what you talked about with the Boutine, Boone T. Pickens is I think a lot of people would be surprised to learn that, yeah, our facility projects aren't just funded by those big million dollar or multi-million dollar gifts where you end up seeing somebody's name put on the facility. There's several other gifts at all types of levels, whether it be 50,000, 100,000, 250,000. And Yep. You know, those gifts can be paid over three to five year period. So when you start breaking it down that way, there's that that reaches a lot more people than just the the handful of people that may may have the ability to make that seven figure gift. So so I guess what I'm saying is, yeah, there's room there's room on this boat for people yeah. at all different levels. And and if you're making an annual gift to the Cyclone Club, well, that helps us as well, too. And no so. Question. I, you know, I, I, again, we're self-generated. So everything we do, whether it's annual operations, paying for scholarships, building facilities, it, it's all self-generated. So, so there's a need in, in lots of different areas. The way I look at it too, and I, you guys are, you probably deal with more of the major, I, I mean, I'm not in fundraising obviously, but I, I, I primarily have gotten to know and work with Cyclone fans of the, the younger demographic. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I have always like I think it's super important. Brent and I've talked about this to, you know, open your arms to the 25 year old who maybe, mm-hmm. maybe they can give $25 a year, but at, at, at some point that, that 25 year old might be a CEO. Right. And uh, the, the more you can build that base, Brent, the, yeah. and the better in the long term. The other thing Every is million it, dollar donor, we always say, started probably giving a hundred dollars to Iowa State to, yeah. to buy a couple season tickets thirty years ago, forty years ago, and so it's the it's it's, it's right. True. You got to get them in and keep them engaged. It's no different than the junior cyclone club for selling season tickets. Yeah. Plant those seeds early. Get them on board coming to games. Well, that's the thing, and if. If you're like you're that 25 year old, that 27, you're like, yeah, I don't know if I can do season tickets. Well, it does help because 
when you when you have that reliable yeah. income where you know, okay, that season ticket, we know we can mark that one down. That really does help in understanding what the future will look like. And so if that's, you think, I mean, in even, my world, that's why Patreon's so important yeah. because I know that I had that. Yeah. yeah, I get it. So totally. something, even just getting a season ticket really does help. And it's, that's where I think the point here is, is yeah, of course, you know, as, as a fundraiser do, I mean, 7 million or, you know, the million dollar gifts are huge. However, every little bit helps, especially at a place like Iowa state, when we don't have, we don't have these oil tycoons that can just all get together and, and say, here you go. You know, you're taken care of it. We got it a bunch of farmers and veterinarians. Well, it, it literally takes yeah. everybody. And that's, <laughs> I think that's the beauty of Iowa state. Why it's so rewarding that we're at this place right now where we're eight and one, because this has been a long, long process. Thanks to people like Frank to all get us here. Um, this was not, this is not easy to Iowa state, but it takes everybody. And that's why it's so rewarding in the long run. And, and you can be a part of it. Something as simple as just getting a season ticket. Yeah. And, you know, I like to just say two things in closing from my end is, you know, I want to give a special shout out to our external team, the folks in the cyclone club and the development office, you know, the ticket office, they've been troopers, the marketing staff, the special events team and the CSP crew. I mean, these people have done a great job and, and behind the scenes, people don't realize the different approaches they've had to take this year to generate revenue and to sell tickets and to engage fans through all this. So, you know, you see the team out on the field on game day, and they performed at a very high level, and they brought us a lot of excitement. But there's there's equally a team behind the scenes that's doing their part, too, to make sure uh, that everybody has a great experience and we keep our fans engaged. And so, you know, given the circumstances this year, they've done a great job. Uh, and then you two, I got to say, I want to give a shout out to, to Chris and Brent. You guys do a great job of uh, representing Iowa State Athletics. We're fortunate to have you both on our broadcast teams, whether it be through these podcasts or through women's basketball or through football or through all the other things you do to support our program. So as everybody knows at a place like Iowa State, it takes everybody pulling in the same direction to make this boat go the right way. Well, Frank, uh, you're one of the really good guys in this business, and we we appreciate you taking some time with us. I think it's good for fans to get to know you, and hopefully we can – you know, maybe hopefully you get some Cyclone Club signups out of this as well. I appreciate it. And uh, I'm just disappointed that Dallas Fort Worth area won't get to see 40,000 Cyclone fans painting the town Cardinal and gold. But uh, have yes, faith that Coach Campbell is going to get us back to this position again when we can have a regular uh, post postseason experience let's, for our fans. We'll just take up a residency yeah, there just, every December. I like that. Make it an annual trip. I, I think <laughs> next time we go there, the uh, the pep rally will be well worth the price of admission. We could even let's get Mac involved even yeah. in 2021. Well, uh, Frank, thanks for your time. We we appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you both. That is uh, Frank Nogle. Uh, Give me the title one more time. The the Senior Associate Athletic Director for External Relations. (laughs) It's a long one, but a good guy, uh, as we uh, led to in the intro, and uh, really important. And I'm glad we did that because, again, like I I just – I thought Jamie – actually, it was a really good transition. Jamie earlier in the week some of the things we talked about in the podcast and then this one, cause it just, it takes that business side just a little bit deeper. And uh, that was really informative. Yeah. I mean, people assume, okay, you're part of the big 12, you're getting these, these huge checks. And yeah, they, they do help. As Frank mentioned, it is a substantial part of the budget is that TV revenue. However, still about half of Iowa state's budget comes from self-generation. Mm-hmm. So 
that's where season tickets, Cyclone Club, and all those little pieces come together, and they, they add up. And if you want to stay competitive, if you want to keep Matt Campbell, if you want to keep Matt Campbell's assistance, it takes everybody rowing the same way. And at Iowa State, we are unique in that, you know, it's it's a, it's a large fan base. We don't necessarily have those, you know, those monsters that can that can be huge benefactors. But if everybody pulls the same way, it's remarkable that what can be done, and we're seeing it this year. Good stuff. Um, thank you for your time, Bloom. Yeah, anytime. I, I love talking about this stuff. We will um, – I'd like to, again, plug um, – we are going to do a live – stream uh we're gonna call it the championship kickoff show i yep. think yep on on monday, monday night monday night at eight o'clock and we will um have todd blythe brett meyer bloom and myself you can watch that on twitter facebook youtube cyclone fanatic anywhere uh we will be streaming that live and you guys can be you know um totally interactive so we we look forward to that i will say one thing just to follow up one last thing is if you have questions about all this stuff the cyclone club staff frank has he's got a great team will are always responsive you say hey what what can i do um they can lead you down the right direction so then they love when people reach out so just fyi all right um guys enjoy your weekend and we will be be we are going to be just loaded with stuff coming up next week and uh i can't wait Thanks for listening today. We appreciate it, and uh, go clones.